Hey everyone, welcome to the College Football Rundown. I'm Woj. And I'm Wall. Got a lot of big slate games coming up this week, Wall. You liking it? I am liking it. After an exciting week last week, I thought it would be a little doldrum, but it was quite exciting. Marred with some controversies at the end of a couple games. Arizona State game, officials admitting they missed a leaping penalty. And then North Carolina game, ACC officials admitting they made a clock mistake in the last play of the game. So hopefully this week doesn't come down to officiating these games. I don't think it really will. I think it's going to be the teams that decide the games. It's quite a couple good matchups, Woj. Yeah, I like them a lot. Uh, Everyone, welcome to our new day as well. Uh, We are coming to you on Thursdays now, before the first games even kick off, because we get a lot. There's some Thursday games here and there, Wall. But let's kick off right off the bat for Friday night. USC hosting Utah, Wall. I'm excited for that one. I'm a big Utah guy. I got some futures bets on Utah right now. I think they're a great team. Um, Defense makes that team. They're going up against USC. You know, USC is an unproven team. Last week, they lost a tough B- to a tough BYU team that's basically been knocking people off the map. They beat Tennessee the week before in an upset, beat USC last week. So who knows what BYU, but USC also untested. We don't know what to expect out of them. We know what to expect out of Utah, though. 9.7 points a game, Woj. That's what they're giving up on defense. That's incredible. Ranked sixth in the nation. That's crazy. Uh, another game, Notre Dame. Big game here, Notre Dame, who's ranked seven, is is heading to Athens. This will be game day against Georgia, number three. That's uh, seven o'clock on CBS. Uh, Notre Dame fans, be warned. Yeah, you better be warned. This game is on CBS, not NBC. I know you Notre Dame fans are used to it being on NBC. Come to expect all the Notre Dame games on there, but actually only their home games are broadcast on NBC, with some exceptions that. NBC is able to get the other home team to agree to, but NBC pays $15 million a year for that privilege to broadcast Notre Dame home games, and they're missing out on this one this week, which is a big one, Woj. That's where game day is this week, I believe, too, right? Game day's there. Georgia's given 14 to Notre Dame. Uh, I was looking at a stat earlier today, too. Uh, The fan, I was looking at the tickets, and they do like projection of how many fans are going to be there. It's going to be 90% they're estimating Georgia. So Notre Dame isn't traveling very well this week, but tickets, understandably so, tickets are almost up over $600 for that game in Athens, which is nuts. That is quite nuts, but that's a dog pound, baby. They're going to have their painted face, they're going to have on their dog collars, and they're going to be making it loud in there. It's going to be real exciting to watch. 7 p.m., CBS, everyone, make sure you watch it. Big, big 10 matchup coming at you all. We got Michigan number 11 heading to Camp Randall to face Wisconsin number 13. It's going to be a battle of the defenses, I imagine, right, Wall? I hope so. I hope it's not a battle of the turnovers and bad plays. That's what I'm hoping. But it's going to be exciting game in itself. Michigan, what do we expect out of them? I don't know. Wisconsin, I know what we expect out of them. They haven't given up a touchdown this year. To your point, defensive oriented team but not only defense for Wisconsin they're averaging 55 points in their first two games just demolishing teams again Michigan's going to be a little tougher competition if I do say so although we'll we'll find out they squeaked by a win actually both teams had a bye last week but the week before they squeaked by a win against Army in double overtime yeah it's going to be interesting to see how Michigan deals with Probably one of the best playmakers in college football right now, and it's not a quarterback wall, it's a running back, Jonathan Taylor. 
He's electric, baby. 6.8 yards per run. Can you believe that? I mean, I wish he was on my fantasy team. Unfortunately, we have a keeper league, so he was obviously kept. But he is a fun running back to watch. He's got the big boys in front of him to block. Michigan better figure out a way to shut down that running game. They did not look all that great against Army, which runs the ball a lot, as we know. It all comes down to really shutting down that run against the Wisconsin team because their their passing game's either hit or miss. Sometimes they're on, sometimes they're off. But we've seen too many games, big games that they've played where they get the run game shut down and then they just flop and they, they turn the ball over, interceptions kill them. So we'll see how Michigan kind of takes on that aspect of it. But I, I think if you do shut down the run game, if you can, I think you have a much better shot you know, taking down one, probably the biggest playmaker in college football. Definitely. And aside from Jonathan Taylor, my assumption would be you're not going to be having any daily fantasy players in this game, right? They're not going to put up a lot of points, I would assume. Am I correct in that? Yeah, I'd like to stick away from that game. I'm sure some people pick Jonathan Taylor for sure, but yeah. he's just so much money wall in, in daily fantasy that it's just, I don't, I don't like that pick at all. Uh, I want to do give you a couple pick of my picks though. Uh, this week, it's a tough week because your over/under games. There aren't very many like jump out of the box value picks uh, on the higher over/under games this week. I am going to play the 11-game DraftKings midday on Saturday, so it's usually the early slate of games on Saturday. It's the 11 games. Uh, a couple of the guys I do like: Justin Jefferson, wide receiver from LSU. He's been targeted over 26.3% of the time on their new spread offense, 375 yards so far this year in the air, uh, receiving for him, which leads the SEC. They're playing a real soft team in Vanderbilt. The over-under is high in that game. LSU hasn't scored or is averaging 55 points a game. So, I mean, he's looking for Justin Jefferson again to pop off against a, a struggling Vanderbilt team. Another guy, Cam Akers, running back from Florida State University. This is probably – none of the running backs jump out at me, you know, other than say Jonathan Taylor, but at 7,800 on DraftKings against a, a shaky Louisville defense, uh, they do like to run the ball. We'll see how that goes. Uh, so if you're looking for a running back, you want to get some points. I think he's a, probably a better value than Jonathan Taylor is at the moment, even though Jonathan Taylor might score more points. I think he's just a better value overall. Uh, this week, I think it's a take your pick at quarterback wall. You either got Tungo Vailoa or you have Joe Burrow. Both of them are going to score a lot of points. Burrow's 8,500. Tungo Vailoa is 8,700. Both of them are in 60-plus point over-unders. Uh, both probably estimated above 35 points or right around there. So, I mean, take your pick. If you're going to pick Justin Jefferson as your wide receiver, I'd probably go with Burrow. And if you're going to take Tungo Vailoa, I'd probably pick like a Ruggs or a Judy or someone to match with him as well. But I think those are your big quarterback wide receiver picks right there. I mean, even even if you take one of those guys and you take those wide receivers, you could probably even match it with another wide receiver. Uh, that's just how many points they're scoring. So, I, again, Alabama playing a weak team, LSU playing a weak team this year or this week, so we'll see. Another guy I want to pick, I want to – kind of highlight here from LSU is the running back wall. Uh, he's only 6,100. Clyde Edwards, Hilera, 
and he's scored in every single contest so far this year, probably because they're up by so much towards the end of the game that they can just give him the ball and he ends up scoring. But he does have a touchdown every single game this season. He's only 6,100, which is low. Again, high over-under game, good possibility to get some points. I think he's by far my best value pick of the week. I think he'll easily make his value there. And again, remember just to remind you all, it's about four points per thousand dollars is uh, is even value, or probably just a little bit over even value. Um, risky pick here, Wall. And I don't like doing too many risky picks, but Quaz Watkins from Southern Miss, playing Alabama, he's a wide receiver. He's only 4,800, but he gets targeted 30 over 30% of the time on their team. So he's their wide receiver. That's their wide receiver. But again, Wall, who are they playing? <laughs> Well, they're playing Alabama defense, and that's not going to be an easy route for him. Exactly. It's risky but cheap. They're probably going to be playing from behind. If they can get passes off against that you know, stout D-line and stout secondary from Alabama, then, yeah, he'll probably get a couple catches here and there. But I'm not looking for Southern Miss to score that many touchdowns, especially in the first half while probably all of Alabama's starters are still in the game. They'll probably start pulling them in the second half if they're up by too much. But... He's a good pick at 4,800 if he can score some touchdowns. He put up, he was hurt. It came in last week, was his first game, had seven receptions for 209 yards and two TDs versus Troy. Uh, again, putting up big points last week. That's a lot of points right there. You're getting the bonus points for multiple or over 200 yard receiving too. So we'll see how that goes. It could be a good play, could be a bad play. Into that, though, Walt. Let's talk about the two different styles you can play in fa- in fantasy, daily fantasy. There's there's the, you know, let's go out and try to win or let's play a value and maybe not win but but get some money and, and try to play it, play it more conservative. You know, the ones that look to win are plain sleepers or, or risky picks like that. And they're looking, they're putting in multiple entries on a large, vast contest just looking to win a contest. Uh, and get that large sum of money back. Uh, they're they're playing multiple different sleepers, looking for that one that's going to hit. And then the other on the other side of that is there's just the value conservative rosters, where you're just loading guys that are more value picks. You know, you're talking about the Clyde Edwards-Hilaire from the, the running back from LSU. Uh, you're you're just looking for those value picks where you can get points out of them. They're probably not going to pop off and go crazy, but at least it gives you a chance at winning some money. Uh, you're not going to win every week, just like in gambling, but you have a better, more consistent chance of getting some money back. Probably not winning, but getting some money back. So which of the which of the two do you implore? Or do you kind of mix them up on a weekly basis? You know, I've never been big onto the throwing a bunch of en- different kind con- different entries into different contests. And the reason why is is I like to have fun with my contests. I like to to look at my guys and be like. Oh, he's on my team. Cool, let's go, and then get riled behind him. Whereas if you're going to put in multiple different contests among multiple different entries, you, at the end of the day, you don't know who you have. <laughs> you just have a bunch of people. You're just you're just throwing guys out there. So you really can't root for anybody. I always have kind of implemented the value in conservative rosters, just trying to make some money. Um, I've never won a full-out DraftKings. I've come in third and won before. Um, but 
I mean, it is what it is. It's just the way I play it. I, I have done both of them before. I've been more successful, obviously, in the value just because if you're going to implore that sleeper, just throwing a bunch of money out there, throwing sleepers, you have to do it on a consistently weekly basis, throwing a lot of different rosters out there because you're looking for that one to hit in every, say, 100 or 200 or 300 because then you get your, win your money back from the ones you put in before. Makes sense. that. Probably the side I would lean on, listening to what you have to say, more of a conservative, make sure you got value type of, you know, strategy. Actually, last week I received a question about that, about something I said I was speaking on gambling about how I didn't see much of value in the games last week. You know, someone asked, well, what do you mean by that? The simple answer is that, you know, last week none of the lines jumped out at me. I could do the kind of what you were saying. I could just, you know, throw some things out there, see if I won. But over time, I'm going to lose money because of the vigor that juice which you guys can check out our mini episode on that this week go over that in depth but um again i didn't want to bet anything last week because i didn't see any value in the games you know and the question kind of also was asking me you know how how do i perceive that value so i kind of want to go over today how i do perceive those values there's really you know two different ways i look at it one i have what i've developed as a proprietary algorithm you know it goes through all the games it calculates what the spreads and money lines should be and then it compares them against to what they actually are. And this is all the computer doing it itself. If you're, you know, if you're good at programming, you could do something like this yourself. Feel free to shoot me an email. I'll get you started if you wanted. But um, it's something I've created over the past year or so. I back test it with previous year's data and run things forward to see, you know, does this actually work? Is it going to predict stuff? For example, it uses 2017 stats to predict what happened in 2018. Even though it's already happened, you can back test it and see if it actually has value. The algorithm also, like, uses things such as, you know, team values broken down by offensive, defensive categories, scores, you know, statistics, things of that nature. And it compares them. And the two teams that are playing, it calculates it up with the algorithm. It figures out what that spread or money line should be. If that's a little past, you know, a little above what your pay grade is, I'll say you don't have the computer programming experience for that. Then use the second thing. I've, I've been doing this for years. A couple years ago, actually, I shouldn't say years, probably three years ago, I started this. Every Sunday or early Monday, you know, I run through and write down what I think the spreads are going to open up at for all the games. I've started to implore a little bit of the over-unders and money lines also, but I do all the spreads. Again, I started about three years ago when I first started it. I would only do it for the major conferences. You know, now I kind of gravitate towards all the games. But when you're first starting out, major conferences, it might be a little overwhelming to do, you know, the group of six just because you're getting used to the system. You know, on average, I'll be within a point or two on big games. Smaller conferences and teams could be as far off as 7 to 12 points. You know, that's not the norm by any means, but that could be the max that I'll be off. It doesn't happen often, but it does happen. Some teams I just don't know about. When you're doing this system, it takes a little time. You know, don't just fly through it. Look, think about it, and make sure you do it before the actual spreads come out. Otherwise, you're going to be tempted to cheat, and then it kind of it kind of breaks the value of doing this. When you already know the spread, it's kind of useless to go through and guess it, obviously, right? Makes sense. Once those lines do come out, though, and you have your list, go through each one, compare it. Something is off. Don't just assume, oh, I'm right. The professionals that do this for a living are wrong. No, (laughs) you don't want to assume that, right? Well, you never want to assume the professionals are wrong. But look into it, See, maybe there is value there. Maybe you were right and the professionals are off. That's a possibility. Most of the time you're going to be off and there's a reason for it. Someone's hurt. You thought it was a home team playing. It's actually a away team playing. Things of that nature. Also, 
Look ahead to the schedules. Know what teams to watch before the next week. For example, this week I'm going to be watching Buffalo. You know, they're playing Temple and getting four. That was one I didn't get exactly on. I didn't think that Temple was going to be giving Buffalo 14. I'm sorry, I said four. The Temple's giving Buffalo 14. Last year, Buffalo was a good team. That's resonating in my mind. I didn't think that Temple would be giving 14 to Buffalo, but they are. I'm not going to argue with it. I'm not going to gripe. I've only watched Temple play once this year against Maryland last week. They look good. This week, I'm going to make a note. Hey, watch Buffalo play. See how they do. Be ready to pick them once the MAC comes up. Well, did you watch a lot of MAC games? I, I watch a little bit here and there because of NIU, but uh, not that often, no. Well, I like to watch the MAC games because obviously they're teams from around here. Like you mentioned, NIU is very close to us. But um, I like the MAC teams. I like to watch those games. And when it comes MAC conference play, I want to know how Buffalo is going to do. I was obviously wrong about them this week. You know, I didn't have a good perceived value on them, so I'm going to watch them. So when the conference play does start, you know, I have a better understanding of where I want to put my money, if I want to put my money at all on them. Do you think that's like a trap ball, like with L, with uh, Temple, you know, holding Maryland to a pretty low amount and actually scoring quite a, quite a lot of points last week against a Maryland team that had been scoring over 70 points a game? Yeah, I, I don't know what to think there, Woj, and that's why, you know, I'm not going to put my money anywhere near that this week because I was so far off on my picks. For example, I thought Temple would only be given seven to Buffalo. They're giving 14. That's more than a touchdown. That's pretty far off for a mid-major team. So I, I have no idea what to think, Woj, and I'm just going to stay away from it, to be honest with you. Where I am going to put my money this week, though, is Coastal Carolina. I'm hopping back on them, Woj. Your buddy's going to be happy. I, I like that pick. Well, I, I, I like the... Uh... I like that game a lot this week. I do too. It's a lot of points, a lot of points to give, but 16 and a half they're giving. The over-under on that game is 62 and a half, so you, there's going to be some points scored, assuming that the professionals are correct. But UMass has been disappointing so far this season. I've been jumping against them because sometimes it's just as good to bet against a bad team as it is to bet on a good team. And this is kind of a bet against the bad team situation. UMass, disappointing season. Don't want to disrespect them, but hey, I got to make money somehow, right? UAB, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, that's that's how we roll, Woj. UAB, looking at that game again. I'm I'm going some group of six, baby. That's how we do it. UAB minus ten. The line's been moving. It's been moving, baby. I'm a big fan of the Sun Belt this year, but South Alabama is going to have a tough time against UAB. This game's at 2:30 on NFL Network, so I'm going to have to figure out how to get the NFL Network. I, I don't think I even get that, but I'll figure it out. I'll be watching this game. UAB quarterback Tyler Johnson III has 433 yards passing, five touchdowns. Only two games played this year, Woj. That kind of sounds like Tua territory, doesn't it? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's a good quarterback. I mean, he slings it out there. Obviously, they're not playing as tough a competition. Well, maybe they are the first two weeks considering who Alabama plays, but he's throwing the ball. South Alabama is going to be looking to run. You know, they don't score a lot. They're 106th in the average points, you know, over the first three games in the nation, that is. So they're towards the bottom. A game I'm going to be looking at also, Houston, plus five from Tulane. Over-under on that game is 55.5. This one also moved. You know, it was all the way up at 60.5, dropped down to 55.5. But, hey, it's not going to change my opinion Houston. I think they're good. They uh, played Oklahoma well, very well week one. They held them to a one touchdown in the first and one touchdown in the fourth quarter, which you're saying, hey, one touchdown – that's Oklahoma, baby. That's Jalen Hurts. You've had him a couple times in your in your DraftKings, right, Woj? Yeah, I have. 
Yeah, and he's probably scored a good amount of points for you because that's what Oklahoma does. They score points. But again, Houston played them well. They held them to one touchdown in the first quarter and the fourth quarter, which are the two big quarters you want to watch your defense play well. Um, Tulane's a good team. You know, they'll be looking to control the game on offense. They're plus 172 on the money line. Houston is. I don't know if I would go that far. I think I'll just take the points, you know, and give up my minus 110. Again, that's the juice. Went over it earlier. You guys should check out our mini episode this week. But I think I'll stick with the points plus five on Houston. Big road games this week, Wall. Got eight Auburn going to 17 Texas A&M. And you have 11 Michigan going to 13 Wisconsin. Both of those are negative three and a half for the home teams. Not quite an even spread considering the home and away advantage, but pretty close. Yeah, it is. Three and a half. I mean, that's like we were kind of talking about amongst ourselves before, and it's basically like a pick you said, which it really is because Camp Randall, two and a half, usually the home team gets two and a half, sometimes three, but Camp Randall, they might give them that hook because of how crazy that stadium gets. You ready for jump around come third quarter, Woach? That's the best. That's pretty exciting part of college football. I'm also excited to see. I mean, these are two different styles of games here too, Wall. You have more of the passing. You have, you know, the highly touted Bo Nix coming from Auburn going, taking his first road test to number 17 Texas A&M. And then you have the the other side of the spectrum where it's Big Ten defense and in the running game of Wisconsin. You do. It'll be two different games. Both games will be exciting though. I, I think that, uh, I don't know that I'd put money on either way. Are you going to put any money either way, Woj? I, I, I can't say that I I'm will. not. I'm yeah. just going to I'm just going to look to see how those teams do. It, it's it's an up in the air it looks like from Vegas' standpoint on who's going to win or who's not going to win. I, Michigan is such one of the is one of those teams where they they like to play to their opponents. So it's I mean, yeah, they did have a tough game against that Army that first game, but I I don't know. I they could play Wisconsin tough and and we'll see what happens. Well, I guess since you're not going to put your money on those games, then where are you going to put your money this week, Woj, since you are the uh, reigning winner of the week? Well, yeah, I did win last week. It was a big win. Houston plus nine and a half last week. You had a uh, North Carolina plus three, and that was a loss. So that brings uh, the record. You are two and one, and I'm one and two. Uh, For all of you that bet against me and went the other way, uh, I'm sorry last week. Uh, (laughs) Houston did end up covering... Uh, they didn't win, but they ended up covering. Uh, this week, I'm taking Washington State minus 18 and a half versus a not sure what's happening U- UCLA and Chip Kelly. I'm not quite sure what's if what's going on there. Is that a football team still? I'm I'm confused. <laughs> well described, Woj. That's one reason though that I wouldn't bet on their games because of exactly what you just said. Washington State, yeah, it does seem like a good one that you got there though. But I'm gonna go with TCU. They're given nine and a half, you know, versus SMU. Uh, SMU unproven. TCU's played well throughout the beginning of the year so far. So I'm, I'm going to give up the nine and a half. Hope they cover. Hope they get a touchdown and a field goal over them at least. All right. So your pick TCU minus nine and a half. And my pick Washington State minus 18 and a half. We're both taking the uh, the favorites in those matchups. Well, who's your fantasy football guys for the week? Who are you thinking about? Is there any injuries, any reports? Well, my team's too good to really change anything. For the fans, though, if you're looking at stuff, Alan Bowman from Texas Tech quarterback is out with a shoulder injury. You know, undetermined amount of time at this point, but make sure you get him replaced if you have him. Um, I would be looking at Isaiah Spiller, though. Texas A&M running back. Again, injuries play a big part of fantasy football. 
Deshaun Corbin is out with a hamstring injury. He's out for the season. Isaiah Spiller is his backup, who's actually been getting some time even when Corbin was in. But Spiller had 106 yards first game. They played Clemson. He only had 24 yards. But, you know, that's Clemson. They're a tough team. You're not going to get a lot against them, especially as a second string, which he was at the time. Then the third game, he had 116 yards. You know, this kid, he's got the juice, Woj. He's got the juice. Um, Texas A&M runs the ball 45% of the time, which you're saying, well, that's not even half the time. But this is college football. You know, they pass the ball a lot. Texas A&M is maybe an exception to the rule so far early this season. They've been running a lot. So put this Isaiah Spiller guy on your team if you have the opportunity. It's a good pick, Wall. I like that. Uh, another, um, another pick from last week, which actually burned me, Wall, and we've talked about him already. Anthony Russo, quarterback from Temple. Went to they they played Maryland tough. He went for 277 yards and three TDs, and I watched the game. And I mean, he was connecting with passes left and right. He looked good. Uh, so I I don't know. It burned me last week because I had him in my roster and I pulled him. I pulled him for Nate Stanley. If I would have kept him in, I would have won won some pretty good money. Even though I did win a couple matchups last week, which was good, but. You know, Anthony Russo and Temple are going to play Buffalo, Georgia Tech, and East Carolina. That's their next three games. I mean, those are, I wouldn't say cupcakes, but if they're doing that versus Maryland, then they should do pretty well versus those three teams. We already talked about the matchup coming up with Buffalo. We want to key in on that and take a look, but we'll see how it goes. Another one, Nick Starkle from the quarterback from Arkansas, 305 yards and three TDs versus a rough Colorado defense. Uh, again, playing another rough defense in San Jose or San Jose State looks like a pretty good matchup. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Again, I'm not sure. Um, we'll just see. We'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Wall. We will. Hey, and while you're watching the games on Saturday, you know, hit up our Instagram. It's been going nuts. It's been blowing up. People going back and forth about the games. Our uh, Instagram handle is college underscore football underscore rundown. I mean, when you're watching the games, as exciting as these games are this week, you know, check out our Instagram. You're going to learn a thing or two, too. Hey, uh, another thing, Wal, the Isaiah Spiller uh, for DraftKings is only 5,000. If people are thinking about slotting him in there, that was a pretty good pick up there. Uh, he is 5,000 in the uh, in the same DraftKings slate as all the others. So that's uh, another possible running back to, to slot in. That seems middle of the road, which uh, from what I – understand about college football this man should not be middle of the road he should be upper you know probably commanding i have less of a knowledge about DraftKings, but probably commanding what seven thousand you know considering he's a starting uh, uh, yeah considering he had two touchdowns last week two receptions which is points as well he had 116 yards on the ground averaged 8.3 on 14 attempts uh, that's more than five thousand points wall he's made his value right there it's a lock Woj. let's win some money this week yeah let's do it thanks for listening everyone you can catch us on Twitter at WWCFB. Our Instagram's college underscore football underscore rundown. Our website, which you can get all our podcasts and information and contact me and Kyle on, is collegefootballrundown.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I'm Woj. I'm Walt. And this was the College Football Rundown. We're out. <laughs>